It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to another edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927, our many country radio relays, our social media as well. You're with Andrew Cues. Let's say a very good morning to Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? We're good, thank you. Well, good, uh, Andrew. How are you? Doing okay. Lots on the show uh, today and later on a very special guest because uh, we'll be joined by um, Terry Marie Morris, uh, Molly, because, um, well, is it a second-time retirement for Jezelinko? It sure is. Second-time lucky, maybe, for Jezelinko. And I think it was actually a bit, cre- not creepy, but almost creepy. How I called her yesterday to ask if she'd come on radio, and she goes, oh, I'm actually just about to announce Jezelinko's retirement again. So um, it was quite fitting to have her on the show. Yes, she'll be with us later on in the program. Lots of other topics. We'll talk about the... Uh, Big survey done recently from uh, GRV to uh, talk about participants and uh, aspects of the greyhound racing industry. Of course, our regular segments, we'll look at how the watchdog uh, fared in recent days. Also, of course, our litter of the week and uh, our gap dog of the week. We're starting, though, by talking about, uh, well, a very unique concept at Sandown this week. Five, four, three... Two, one. George, you and I would know that, of course, from Thunderbirds. Can I say it's a little bit before my time? But really? my, my sisters did love watching that show. Hey, I love just that program. To, I'm just trying to wind back the years here, Andrew. Well, but um, those that grew up watching it would know of each number and what category of type of uh, vehicle <laughs> or um, boat or plane it was utilised. Uh, Molly, beyond uh, your time, of course. But the launching pad, this exciting concept. Uh, explain to our listeners what is a very unique format for greyhound racing. It really is, and I think Sandown, they really, you know, you need to ta- take your hat off to Sandown, I should say. They've got the idea of the launching pad, which is a three-week series, um, and you need to buy tickets into this series. So the 64 entry forms, they sell for $2,000 each. They've added in this year a consolation to the series, which means the prize money has been bought up to 432000 which is sp- spread across the three weeks. But what I really like about it is that it's for greyhounds for between one to six wins and no more than 30 starts so it really does show the greyhounds that are on the rise it does even though there are a lot of crafty trainers who do hold their greyhounds back for the launching pad series and you know what they've got every right to Um, so there's a few greyhounds uh, nominated on Thursday that have uh, been household names for a little while but um, look it's a great series and as you said if you if you don't manage to get through to the big dance uh, with 150,000 to the winner there's so many little consolation races along the three-week period where you get an opportunity to win your $2,000 back and um, yeah look I I think it's um, throughout the industry Industry, it, it uh, gets a big tick, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, before we talk uh, this year's series, we have to talk about la- last year's launching pad, fi- launching pad final. Beast Unleashed was the winner. Listen to the second, well, the place getters. We've got Dinah Patty, Australian Cup winner, Tornado Tears, who is, of course, an out-and-out champion. But Mara Dima was the reserve for the launching pad last year. It's, I suppose when you look at the fields that we've got now, you kind of think, 
What are we going to have in 12 months' time? Well, that's exactly what Sandown would be aiming for, yep. a field like that, to then, I mean, it just uh, paves way for the name, Launching Pad, because these greyhounds did go on. Beast Unleash, I know he was injured for a lot of the year, yep. still went on to win uh, group races after he won that. Uh, Dinah Patty, we know her exploits, and Tornado Tears, well, wow, I mean, <laughs> amazing, Tornado Tears and My Redeemer, so... Yeah, look, it's it's a terrific series. If you have a look at through through the eight heats um, uh, t- uh, tomorrow night, I don't think uh, I think the quality is there again this year. There's some absolute rippers. Oh, definitely. And um, Tab have opened up their early market, and Flynn's on top um, for Harry Manalitsis. He broke was it the Bendigo track record? Yeah. Um, Fernando Bale's Bendigo track record. He did at eight dollars. He's sitting out at, at the moment. What are your thoughts around that, George? Look, he's a special talent. Um, he broke 25 seconds to win the uh, Ballarat Derby as well. Right. Um, he strikes me as a greyhound who will enjoy the 500 metres plus. He seems very strong at the end of his races, but he's obviously got tremendous speed to break uh, Fernando Bale's record. Um, uh, reports are that he has trolled enormous yep. uh, at Sandown. So going in, I mean, $8 is pretty short, I suppose, for a greyhound uh, having his first look at Sandown. But um, on his ability, you suggest he'd go through the series. But I tell you what, there's some competition against him, that's for sure. Absolutely. And I really do want to mention Dolly Mack for Anthony as a party too. She's had a, a There's a huge hype around this greyhound. She's had a little while off due to injury, I believe. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what she does on the track. But I think, and I'm sure you're on a very similar boat here, I love looking at the breeding that sits throughout these launching pad um, heats. I really, really do enjoy it. And I enjoy seeing like good chunks of litters that are actually in these series altogether. Yeah, absolutely. There's two that probably come to mind, the Fernando Bauer on the Rocks litter with yep. Sinachi and Red Rock uh, engaged. And we all seen what Sinachi did uh, on debut at Sandown last start. And I think also the Basha Bauer Mapunga Mia litter for, for Ange Langton. Uh, yep. There's a few in that, including Spearhead and uh, Black Hornet who go well. But just on Dolly Mac, she's had the six starts, small for five wins. The only time she got defeated was that serious injury at the Meadows on the first corner That's where she right, did yeah. hurt her shoulder pretty badly. Before that, she went 29.78 at the Meadows. She's an extreme talent. So if she can stay sound, uh, she'll be uh, certainly in contention. And one aspect that reminds us as to how quickly Greyhounds rack up wins and become champions, that Tornado Tears, uh, Dinah Patty, my, they qualified last year for this race under that format, one to six wins only. Yeah, yeah, Amazing. absolutely. So it's really like I think I said this last year heading into the launching pad and, you know, imagine what these guys can do in 12 months' time. So I, I'm going to say it again and I really can't wait for us to be sitting here in 12 months' time and say, wow, look at what they've done. Well, Dinah Patty was amongst the field of the launching pad last year. Dinah Patty amongst those involved in the Easter egg. Let's talk about one of the big features in Australian Greyhound Racing coming up in Sydney. Yes, on Saturday night, uh, Group 1 Racing heads to Wentworth Park and we have a pretty good handful of Victorians head down that way, including Tab favourite Black Opium. She... she Almost headlines. I think Orson Allen is the headliner for me from a Victorian point of view. Yeah, they they both strike me with their uh, racing pattern as that Wentworth Park would suit them down to the ground. Orson yep. Allen's already got a very, very fast PB there. But um, I, I think it suits Greyhounds with uh, some real speed and Black Opium and Orson Allen are probably the two best in the country, to be fair. Yep. That's not to say that the Greyhound on the third line of betting is not a chance. That's Poke the Bear or his equal uh, $8 favourite. Then you've got to go out to about $14 uh, for a couple of New South Wales greyhounds. I think it shows the dominance of Victoria again in this series. Exactly. Well, we've won the past couple, including yourself. 
Yeah, yeah, no, uh, old striker and uphill Jill have won the last couple. And, uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's hard to go past those greyhounds at the $8 mark. But as is always the case with all-in betting, uh, Molly, there's always a little bit of value, I reckon, uh, as you go down. Like, Fernando Blast has been a very, very impressive greyhound. Campini trolled unbelievable there. The issue yeah. with him is he's drawn poorly in yeah. the heat. So, I did so. ask jo- um, George, I did ask um, Paul Stewart after the Perth Cup whether he was tempted to, you know, head to the launching pad with, with Campini. And he just said he just couldn't bring himself to hold the dog off because he just thought he'd much prefer him to be on the track and being yeah. race fit rather than holding him off for a race and then putting him in. So I think that's why he's gone the egg rather than the launching pad. That's that's fair enough, absolutely. Jeez, there's so much speed in this series. Again, damn slippery of course who's a, who won the Richmond Oaks Jabrina yeah. who we've seen win at the Meadows on Saturday I'm very excited to see what he can do at Wendy. well again Wendy Park should suit and then uh, you've got uh, well we're not going to call her the old time campaigner but Miss Blendemiro's <laughs> made uh, last year's final and she's been in numerous group finals is she she's, at $14 $21 she's $21 yeah. and she's still uh, looking for that elusive group one but uh, we all know her quality and uh, Anthony has a party he's got a really good team with the likes of Whiskey Wright and co and and the the boom dog from New South Wales, I suppose, Pindari Express, who's at thirty one dollars. Yeah. Do you? Is there anything that you're liking at this early stage? Because I know, I think, uh, considering the last three winners being bitches with early speed, well, phenomenal early speed, I think Black Opium is a huge plus for me. What What are, what are you thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but again, I suppose the fly in the ointment for her is Orson Allen, who yeah. is just racing at a certain level. Um, I know they would be knocking on the door to get that greyhound at stud, but um, you cannot miss a race like the golden easter egg that's for sure it's rsn 927's off the leash certainly is talking greyhound racing with andrew cuse molly haynes george Ferruja, and uh grv recently trialing some new lures we're about to see them in action molly and george explain to our listeners and those not of uh, the industry what this is all about so Sandown, the Meadows, uh, GRV and the Racing Reference Group have kind of combined to create some new ideas around some different lure systems. Some people have shown, uh, have said that they're not quite happy with the system that we've got now, mainly the um, the Bob Marley, I think everyone's calling it, with the little octopus tentacles hanging yep. down below. So they, you know, they've all put forward their ideas and we've come out with these two uh, lure systems which we've been trialling at trials, so at the Meadows and at Sandown, and now they're going to be used during race meetings to see how eight dogs go behind these lures, which I think is a fantastic effort and it's a great achievement to have everyone involved in the decision making. Yeah. you would have seen it trialled at the Meadows a couple of times. What are your thoughts and what, what are the general you know, trainers' thoughts around it? Yeah, well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think we need to look at what the trainers are thinking because yep. they're, they've got their finger on the pulse. Now, not all trainers are going to agree. That's obvious. Um, with all things in life, there's always different opinions coming through. But from the trainers that I've spoken to, they really like this new lure system. Um, The Meadows are going to trial it with two sort of rabbit looking. um, And I really enjoy, like I enjoy the thought of the two lures, I think. And it's down lower to the ground. And I think it, you know, kind of plays on a greyhound's natural chase instinct. It does. Um, It's brought in a little bit. I think the hoop arm was 1.5 metres out. This has got back to 1.2. I think the trainers that do like that tour lure system um, do like the fact that um, one greyhound might be chasing the outside one and the the one on the inside, so they have an opportunity to almost hold their line. Yep. Now we we know that greyhounds don't run in a straight line, exactly. Yeah, but um, it it will give them an opportunity. Um, interested to know that it's a little bit lower. Yep. I think a lot of the trainers were a little bit unhappy with the the height of yep. some of these hoop arms, so. 
Yeah, look, let's give it a go. Um, I've heard some positive things, um, and I think we just need to keep improving. So how will we know if it's successful? Because in theory, going forward, if times are similar, race results are similar, how do we ascertain? Is it is it certain greyhounds now will be more suited? How do we actually say it's a success? Well, I'm glad you asked this because I actually forgot to mention it. The Meadows and Sandown both have um, chips that run in their racing rugs. Well, I know Sandown definitely do. I believe the Meadows do. But they can actually see the position of where a greyhound's running. So it's kind of like having a tracking device on you and it kind of follows your position in the track. So it'll be, it'll be able to see this dog out of box four, it's going to go you know, right if it's following the outside lure or will it, ha- you know, hold its line because we will have collected data from how the greyhounds previously raced on the other lures so we'll know what their racing pattern is on on the other lure and we'll be able to compare that to what they're racing now yeah and i think we'll get a good feel from the trainers after a little while i think there'll be a nice cross section there and uh, the 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 only argument with the the how far the hoop arm did come out was that the the theory was that the greyhounds didn't crash to the fence because they didn't have to go that far in. But the yep. issue that some trainers had was the greyhounds drawn closer to the fence were then shifting out a little yep. bit, causing a bit more interference. They're so, almost, you know, they were running a lot more. They were doing putting a lot more k's on their legs in the race. They were. And uh, look, let's 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 be honest here. You, you're dealing with greyhounds, who are, uh, dogs who are going at 65 k an hour, yep. sometimes around a bend. There's always going to be some sort of interference. It happens everywhere. Yeah. I've seen it at um, the uh, athletics track at uh, my kids. <laughs> school on Monday where they were bumping into each other and they're only going 10k an hour. I mean, You've bred your own little athletes? Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, now they're tier three at the moment, but we're going to push through. But um, look, you know, that, that's that's just the way it goes. So if we can minimise it as much as possible, I mean, that's just all we can do. Well, Greyhounds be more excited suddenly seeing two things to chase? Possibly. With a double just, lure? Goodness me. It doesn't, um, you know, they don't switch between the two, but I, I, I don't know. I just think it'll be very interesting to see what eight dogs do. Well, there are some humans who are indecisive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like trying to find a car spot and there's a million of them. Pick one. All right, let's talk about this uh, survey. Maybe some of the participants want to talk about the lure, but do it through the forum of a big survey taking place for GRV, Molly. Yes, so GRV is seeking feedback from from participants for an online survey about the different channels it's used to deliver important non-racing information over the past 12 months. This is to help GRV in developing a more effective way to provide support, education and information for their participants. Now, this is voluntary and anonymous. It's open on grv.org.au until the end of April. The more people who take part in this survey, the better, and we'll be able to help GRV and all of their help GRV keep all of their participants informed in in all sorts of manners. Yes, you're quite welcome to to say how much you love Off the Leash and this program with Molly and George on that survey as well. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Finish my girl, Jez has hit the front here from Black Opium coming to the corner. Marcello is winding up strongly. Black Opium is coming again. It hooks off heels. Jezalenko in front now back to the inside. Jez has got it though. Jezza, three parts. Black Opium second, third. Well, that was just the other day with Jezalenko taking another win. The Greyhound has certainly been one of the best in this state. And like John Farm, and it's going to retire again, we're told. And joining us on Off the Leash to have a chat to uh, George and Molly is Terry Marie Morris. Welcome to the program, Terry. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Terry, it's Molly here. But for our listeners, first off, I did just want to put 
Jezelinko into perspective. Now, he's had 121 starts. He's won on 52 occasions. He's come second on 27 and third in fifth, on 15 occasions. He ran second in the Melbourne Cup to Ando's Mac as well as a winner of the Group 2 Terelgan Cup. His home track, I actually believe he was the first greyhound to step foot on the Terelgan track. He's also named after Carlton Great as Alex Jezelinko. But Terry, race six on Thursday night at Sandown Park. Jezelinko will have his last start. He'll retire at 122 career starts. You have made this decision before in regards to retirement, but... Why is it now time to call it a day? Okay, well, you probably laugh at me, but I made the decision we, after the race. Scooter and I went through the Maccas Drive. Through. Now, Scooter is Jezelinko, I should have mentioned. <laughs> we went through the Maccas Drive through, and I got his burgers and ice cream, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I said, "It's time, mate, isn't it?" I just, oh. It was just a moment, and. I know that sounds really stupid, but yeah, he just seemed tired. He really put out that race, and I thought, no, it's time. Maybe he wasn't meaning retirement. Maybe he was just looking to you because he wanted another Sunday. <laughs> oh, got ordered twelve burgers. So. Twelve. <laughs> he eats twelve burgers. <laughs> no, he didn't get twelve burgers, but I've got six dogs at home, and I thought, no, okay. we're going to double that night. So we a lot of prize money. You need to keep winning then to <laughs> pay for the drive-through. <laughs> yes. Uh, Terry, George Faruja here. Good morning. Uh, look, at last start, uh, I think we all uh, were in awe of him uh, last Sunday coming up against Black Opium, who, of course, has ran second in the two biggest races uh, this state has in the uh, Melbourne Cup and the Australian Cup. She did lead him, uh, but he uh, sat on the outside of her, and uh, he does, uh, I have to remind people, he does turn six in October, this greyhound. Did you expect him to run over the top of a, a greyhound of the ilk of uh, Black Opium at this uh, twilight stage of his career? Look, Jezelinko, uh, he thinks he owns sail <laughs> um, And I just thought, you know, look, he, he jumped with her on equal terms and normally he just explodes going around that bend and that's what he did. So it wasn't a surprise. I just was hoping that he'd hang on and, you know, he normally stretches out down the home straight. So it, was, it wasn't a surprise when he got to the front. Now, like we mentioned earlier, you retired Jezelinko after his 100th career start in May last year. I have to ask, what what kind of enticed the decision for him to make a return? Um, look, he was bored. He was going stir-crazy. Um, I'd take the other pups to the track to trial them. Every now and again, I'd take him, and he'd run best time of day. You know? <laughs> and I thought, this is just stupid. Um, you know, so I thought, okay, put him back into work. And it took a while to get his fitness back up. But um, look, yeah, no, it was just, he, he needed to do something. But he won't get a choice this time round. <laughs> Terry, he's obviously got a zest for racing. I mean, uh, you don't win 52 races if you don't. Just just a question in the latter part of his career. Um, did you have to change up the way you train the Greyhound because of his age? Did you go a little bit softer on him and keep him fresher? Or I'm just interested, interested to see how you, you handle the back part of his career because his record up until recently has been outstanding. I, I didn't do anything different with him. Um, my dogs do normally all their war- work on a walking machine. Um, they get hand once a week, and I think my secret is keeping them off the racetrack with, regarding trials. Um, yep. I think you can over-trial dogs. So, and Jez, like, you know, his return, it was exactly the same as before. I didn't change anything with him. I was like, okay, mate, you're back in work, that's it. <laughs> and it was business as usual.
<laughs> well, he sounds like he's the ultimate professional, but I do have to ask, with the Terrelgan Cup win in the back of my mind, what is your favourite part about being involved in Jezelinko? You've obviously bred him, trained him, owned him. Do you take a step back and think, oh, my God, he's done some pretty bloody good things for this sport? Oh, I have met the most amazing people in this industry. Even on Sunday night, I had people passing toddlers over their fence to get photos with him on, as I was walking off the track. You've got no idea. The dog's a celebrity, but he's made me special too with people. Um, I know that sounds really crazy, but yeah, he's um, people. People just love him. Terry, of course, um, he uh, is retired now and uh, stud duties can await. I've noticed on Fast Track that he has had already a, a handful of litters. Just for just for the for people's knowledge, he's out of a greyhound called College Causeway, who in modern history I think is probably the only one of the only greyhounds to go through the Irish Derby undefeated. Uh, and his so, his dam line uh, goes back to the likes of Ebony Park Lass and a dam line that's produced the likes of Brett Lee. So the pedigree is certainly there. Uh, what uh, does he bring to the table for for people thinking about using Jezza? Look, I think the um, College Tina line. To, to bring that into Australia, it's a very strong, long dam line. Um, uh, look, go old Teddy. You can't go past go old Teddy. Um, yeah, he's, and you know, Jezelenko, he, he's, there's no hidden secrets with him. What you saw on the track is what you got. Um, so people can expect a, a genuine, honest dog to use as a stud dog. Now, I know you are very excited about a litter that you've bred with him out of a bitch called It's Her Fate. Tell us a little bit about this litter, and um, I know you were very excited when you spoke to me yesterday. Look, I saw her advertised. Um, she was only about 18 months old, and I thought, oh, gee, I like that breeding. It was Brett Lee out of Ritza Hattie. And Ritza Hattie won, she won a laurel. Um, and I thought, no, I've got to buy her and just put her aside for Jezelenko when he retires. And... I got her and I said to Mum and Dad, well, do you want to try and race her? So they, they put her into work and I think she won three from ten or something like that. Um, and then she was retired and just sat there and now we're waiting. Her pups are due in the morning. Um, so we're very excited. that The cross that we've got there with the Spiral Nikita and Spiral Nikita's sister in the same cross is just, I don't think it gets any better than that. Just quickly, will any be for sale? Definitely. We'll be selling it. Well, it might be a litter of the week down the track, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just finally, Terry, um, it's a very popular greyhound, as we know. Um, will you be using the greyhound any promotions, appearances? Because GRV obviously have got a great association with your dog. GRV have been um, fantastic in the way of supporting Jezelenko. And look, it's only a phone call, and Jezelenko will be there for them. He loves it as much as I do. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's only a phone call. Terrific. Thanks for taking the call, Terry. All the best. My pleasure. Thank you. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. All the best to uh, Terry Jezelinko. We should have told Terry that, uh, saw an ad that you can get a cheeseburger, Big Mac and drink for about five bucks at the moment. It seems a really good deal. That will save her a few dollars. With a, I wonder if they ever had a photo with the great Jezelinko and uh, with an association with the former footballer, of course. Do you know what? We have been trying to organise it for a little while. Um, one of my colleagues, Ian, he is, he is uh, drinking buddies with Alex Jezelinko down at the pub. Right. We've been trying to entice him, but it hasn't quite happened yet. Well, he probably feels as though the Greyhound's so famous these days it would <laughs> overshadow his football career. <laughs> All right, now, final few minutes, a few of our regular segments as we wrap it up. And, George, how's the watchdog been going? 
Yeah, pretty good, especially at Ballarat on Monday. There was five out of the 12 winners, including one bred who uh, paid $3.80 and Bad Words paid $3.40. So for all your free uh, form guides and expert selections on all uh, Vic uh, Greyhound race meetings, simply download the new Watchdog mobile form guide app today via Google Play or your app store. And Molly, what are some of those best bets that Tab have been taking from customers? There have been some huge bets placed this week. First off, our winners and grinners section, 25000 was put on at $1.65 on a greyhound by the name of Dinah Winter. This was race six at Cranbourne. Another 20000 was put on at $3.40 on Jack Whelan at Sale, race three on March 29, and 20000 at $2.10 on Crank and Tan at Bendigo. You didn't happen to watch any of those, did you, George? I watched the Jack Whelan race, yeah. Um I didn't give him too much to worry about at the $3.40. I would be uh, jumping in front of the TV. It was fantastic. There's a couple of better luck next time stories, including $12,000 at $1.80 on Simply Smarter at Warrigal on March 26. It ran second. And 10000 on this very, very exciting pup called Fancy Francine, who couldn't get the job done at the Meadows, running second as well at $2.40. Very quickly, we've got the round of applause. $500 was put on at $13 on a greyhound by the name of Talia's Diamond at sale, as well as $500 at 12s on Rocket Strike at Shepparton. But always remember to gamble responsibly. All right, what's our litter of the week, Molly? I have chosen a very small litter, an Aston D, Aston DB Motorette. I feel like I can't get my words right today. <laughs> <laughs> Motorette. Now, these were born on the 20th of Feb. There were only two females born. They were bred by Ron McCullough. Motorette produced Horsham Cup, Horsham President's Cup winner Summer Sky last year. She's three starts into her current middle distance campaign. She's had a win and two seconds. I know you're a bit of the fan, a bit of a fan of the damn line, George. Yeah, it's a good damn line, and uh, Motorette come from a very good litter. She uh, that litter was Collision, OK Supreme, and. There was a greyhound called Fully Advanced in it who was an absolute star. He made uh, the finals of the Group 1 Pause of Thunder, the Horsham Cup. Uh, he won some very, very good races in fast time. It was a good litter, and Motorette's been a, a very good producer. All right, and our Gap Dog of the Week, Molly? I've chosen a, a greyhound by the name of Coffee. She's a four-year-old black female who raced under the name Running Backwards. She ha- had eight starts for a win at Terrelgan, but the Gap girls tell me that Coffee thinks she's a human. She's looking for a home that will make her a huge part of their family. They do tell me she hasn't lived by herself before, but they do think she's willing to try with or without a canine companion and kids over the age of 10. So if you're interested in making coffee a part of your life, head to gap.grv.org.au. And another special mention, our National Adoption Day. Sunday, the 29th of April last year, we had 212 greyhounds adopted in a nation nation first. This year at the Meadows, we're hoping to play a part in that and do a little better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All those details are on our uh, Facebook and and Twitter pages and, of course, uh, on GRV and the Gap website as well. Really looking forward to that day. Terrific. Molly and George, thank you for being with us. And more information on GRV and Greyhound Racing here on RSN 927 and our respective social media. Thanks for listening. 